that bad. I don't think it was. It's uh, it didn't turn out to be as bad as we thought it was going to be. It's it is it's improved. I think there was a period where it was bad, and I'm okay with that, by the way. And then it got better. I, I think so. Um, sometimes you do these things. We take all these precautions for about two or three hours, where it's really rough, and then after that, things get better. Yeah, and it's also extremely spotty. So one neighborhood may be just fine. Then the next neighborhood may be a total, utter disaster when it comes to this. This so, morning, it was snowing in Smyrna. I'm like, really? Yeah. We're doing this again? No. It didn't last more, that long. Yeah, cos- cosmetic snow is yeah. just, you know, snow globe stuff. Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. It's great for pictures. Yeah, it doesn't buy, you know, the pictures, it's, it's good for that. Yeah. Good point. Uh, the Titans have been working today, like us. Yeah. And a lot of other people. Uh, they've conducted two more interviews. Texans OC, yes, they're playing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Texans, in fact, uh, they begin division round playoffs, right? They are in Baltimore mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, that's the 3.30 ESPN ABC game. So Texans-Ravens tomorrow to kick off another weekend of NFL playoffs. Bobby Slowick, Texans OC, has completed his interview with the Titans Also, Brian Johnson, they are not playing in the playoffs this weekend because they were hammered in Tampa on Monday night. He is the Eagles offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, not the lead singer of ACDC. The football Brian Johnson. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. Different guy. Good to know. Much younger than the other guy. So those are the names today. So that is now... Eight names that have completed the interview process with the Titans, with many more interviews to come, supposedly. Mike McDonald, Ravens defensive coordinator. We're going to go to Baltimore in about 15 minutes, and we're going to bring in Gary Stein, who's been covering the Ravens forever, forever. And we're going to talk to him about Mike McDonald, Ravens-Texans game, and a lot more. So Gary Stein coming up. In about 15 minutes. Antonio Pierce. Mike Kafka, who is the Giants OC. Brian Callahan, who is the Bengals OC. Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator. Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator in Carolina. Bobby Slowick and Brian Johnson today. So of those eight names, which one would you put first as in you like the most oh i mean just again i mean you're you're not in the interview process we don't know these guys from afar unless they've been a previous head coach like dan quinn or antonio pierce for half of a season how the heck do we know i'm just asking you just like you know in your little justin mcfarland meter yeah which one would be number one on your list of those eight that they've interviewed so far. Of the eight that they've interviewed so far. Who would you lean toward? That, that's tough because I'm not overly impressed by, you know, really? by almost anybody. Okay, uh, tell know, me why. Well, because it, uh, let me let me answer your first question first. Um the the guy that, you know, I would like out of that bunch, you know, and again, I'm not overly impressed by anyone is Antonio Pierce and only because we've had an opportunity to kind of see him on Front Street here over the last few weeks. That's what I'm saying. And, you know. That's the only familiarity. And Dan Quinn in Atlanta, 
Other than that, we have no clue. We, we don't know. We're not and watching coordinators. Out, out of what I've seen out of Antonio Pierce, he's had the opportunity to come in and take a franchise that another head coach just had and take that same franchise and do better with them. Now, great, no. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, no. Better. But better than what they were they didn't fall under the, the previous. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. They, they were better than they were under the previous coach. So the fact that he was able to come in midstream and change some things with no experience whatsoever and was able to put a better product on the field, I think is is impressive. Now, could someone else have done that very easily? Absolutely. It's just that he had the opportunity to do so. And we saw it. And we saw it. Now, which name intrigues me the most, who I think could be good? It's going to be surprising. It's uh, it's Joe Kafka, uh, Kafka rather, from the Giants. Who was one Mike, of the people? Mike. Mike, Mike Kaft. See, I don't even know. That's all right. Mike Kaft. For, for, he may have a brother named he, Joe. He, he may. He may. Um, Mike Kafka from the Giants. And and that's really for only one reason, Darren, and that is he was a quarterback in the National Football League for several years. He's got to be familiar with several systems and the way to play quarterback. And, and you know, a lot of these quarterbacks, even though they don't make it, and the, and the, and the YouTube space is full of them. It's absolutely full of former quarterbacks breaking down film and showing you things. Just because they couldn't do it doesn't mean they don't know what is supposed to be done. Uh, it doesn't mean they are not offensive geniuses. doesn't mean they don't understand the game. They understand the game on a very deep level. So someone like him intrigues me. He, he really does. Um, because former, and if you look back through, former quarterbacks have done pretty well in this league uh, overall. Uh, not, you know, spectacular, but done pretty well. Frank Wright is a former NFL quarterback. I know people don't remember, but he was a former NFL quarterback. Uh, Doug Peterson, if memory serves, wasn't he a former NFL quarterback? Yes. Uh, you know, it, you can do okay uh, in this league with former NFL quarterbacks. I'm trying to think of one who was a complete, total failure, and I'm drawing a blank on one who just wasn't any good at all and was a former NFL quarterback. Well, I mean... Frank Reich was the quarterback. We know that. Yeah. Jay Gruden was the quarterback in the yeah, Arena League. Yeah, it's not the same. No, 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 I'm not taking that. No? I guess Jim uh, Zorn, um, Jim Zorn was, yeah. was, yeah. was borderline, not really good. Yeah. Um, but most of them, from what I've noticed, have ended up being, these are natural leaders anyway. They've been leaders the whole time they played the game. They're able to come in, they understand, and, and they're able to run a, run a locker room. Now, does that mean that he's going to be the guy? I, I don't know. But those are the two for me. Those are the two that jump out. Antonio Pierce and 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 Kafka because of his time in the NFL at the position that he played. I would have number one on my list, Brian Callahan. And here's why. Sure. He's been with the Broncos for, he was with the Broncos for five years. He was with the Lions for a couple of seasons. The Raiders for a season, and he's been with the Bengals for, what, five seasons? Uh, Four or five, Four, maybe four? Maybe four. Since 2019. So, I mean... That's five seasons. Well, 2024 is not a season yet. It's... Well... So, I guess 19, 19, 20, 20, 21, 22, 22, 22, 23. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. I know there was a COVID, you know. No, 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 that counts. That counts. counts. So, So you're right. five Five years as an O.C., in Cincinnati. This is what I know. Coordinators especially, when the seat gets hot, usually the first thing that happens is 
a coordinator is going to get fired, right? Yeah. Or a position coach or both. But it starts, the firing squad starts with the assistants, right? And then it eventually makes it to the head coach. Because he, if he feels the pressure, he's like, okay, see, we're going to make a change here. And, you know, everything's going to be all right. Right. Well, he's been a coordinator for five years. That's not easy to do. Okay. Especially in that division, by the way. Steelers, Ravens, Mm -hmm. Browns. He's been the OC for five years. So I like that. I like the the fact that he has gone places and he's been there a while. He's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, behind the scenes, he's doing something right. He impresses somebody or several people. The other thing is, and by the way, he's he won a he won a Super Bowl, I guess what, in Denver, right? His time in Denver. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. He was on I mean he was on the staff when they won the Super Bowl. The other thing that I like, and I like this with players as well, which is probably when we get to the point where we're talking about the draft, you'll hear me, you'll hear me bring this up. I do think there's something to it. I don't think it's a coincidence. Kids that are brought up around the game, mm-hmm. they have an advantage. They do. Okay, I, I agree. They have an advantage over my son. They have an advantage over when we were growing up. Yeah, they lived a different life. They grew up in a clubhouse. They grew up in a locker room. They grew up around athletes. They grew up around the game. And more importantly, they have a father that played the game or coached the game. Mm-hmm. And Brian Callahan's dad has coached the game for a long time. He's been a head coach, a two-time head coach yes. in the NFL. Took a team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, there, There's value in that. Mm-hmm. He has had extra le- – forget all those stops that I've named, yeah. which he's learned under different people. He's – more importantly, he's learned his whole life yeah. under his father. Yeah. Who has a lot of knowledge to shed that most people don't have that luxury, right? Because their parent didn't play, their father didn't play the game or didn't coach the game. So they have a distinct advantage. And I don't think that it's not I used to bring the fact I remember vividly we were at Centennial Sportsplex and Peter Laviolette was the coach of the Predators and he sat down. And this is kind of like when Patrick Mahomes was blowing up. Okay. This is like the blowing up mm-hmm. the, of Patrick Mahomes. And he sat down and he did an interview with us. And I got into Patrick Mahomes. I think he just played like the Monday night game. Maybe it was a Tuesday. And I said, this, this guy, Patrick Mahomes, his dad was in a different sport. He was a major league baseball pitcher mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's playing a different sport. But don't you think he, there's real value in that kid grew up in a clubhouse? Yeah. He grew up around a professional athlete, mm-hmm. his father, and he grew up around as a kid being in clubhouses around professional athletes and seeing how that world works Yeah, and what it takes. And Peter Laviolette, I said, do you think there's a, you think he's got an advantage over others? And Peter Laviolette with no hesitation immediately went into this incredible answer of you know the value that you get in that mm-hmm. the value that you know he does have the Marvin and the reason I said round trip Marvin Harrison jr yeah has grown up in a house with a Hall of Fame wide receiver helps don't tell me he doesn't have more value than the neighbor's kid at LSU I don't know his background I don't know anything yeah, about I don't it either I don't think his dad was a Hall of Fame wide receiver I don't know it's one thing to be a coach <clears throat> 
or even a great player. His dad was a Hall of Famer at the position that he plays. Yes. Don't tell me that he doesn't have an advantage and that hasn't helped him over the years over everybody else. It certainly doesn't hurt him. There's no way it hurts him. Yeah. But I also think tremendously it helps him. So I think Brian Callahan, having a father who's been a head coach in the NFL and has that extra knowledge to lend, growing up in that house and being around him his whole life, I like him. And he's been a five he's been an OC for the last five years in Cincinnati. Yeah. In a hard division. Yeah. You you know Pittsburgh, they're right. always winning. All right. The Ravens, they're always winning. Very consistent team. It's a hard division. Yeah. And he's been the OC for five years. When that position typically when things aren't going right, they're on the firing squad. And yeah. he's survived all that. And by the way, let me throw one more to boot. When Joe Burrow went down for the season, yeah. This undrafted guy, remember him? Yeah, Jake Browning. Jake Browning, who yeah, we watched in college yeah. at Washington. They didn't miss a beat. I mean, looked pretty he, good. He wasn't Joe Burrow. No, don't, don't get me wrong. Typically, the the it's usually a cliff dive from superstar quarterback to the backup most of the time. Yeah, especially undrafted guy we don't know anything about. Yeah. Never played an NFL game. Yeah, goes in there and acts like he's been doing it for years. Long time. Yeah, look good. Brian Callahan has something to do with that. I mean, it, he's the OC. He's got something to do with that. I've got no pushback right? against Brian Callahan other other than, and listen, they're prime examples of other coaches uh, with sons who've done very well. Kyle Shanahan is the prime example going on right now out there in San Francisco. His father, of course, major success in the National Football League. Um, so, you know, great coach, great coach as well. But it, it don't always, you know, and listen, nothing is foolproof. So I'm not saying that my quarterback way was foolproof and your quarterback, your, your coach's son thing is, is, is fallacy. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm just saying that for all the examples that you named out, and there's some great ones, there's also Jim Moore Jr. And then there's the Shula, yeah. the Shula boys, you know, and there's, you know, other things that are out there that, you know, these are these are guys who had great advantages, as you mentioned, because of their last name and because of the greatness of their fathers, who, when they were asked to step in and do that exact same job, did not achieve that same success. Now, is it because they didn't have advantages? or no, Sometimes it just doesn't work. I mean, sometimes you're just not as good as your old man. I mean, it just happens. Of course. And there's plenty of examples, plenty of examples, of guys who are Hall of Fame players whose fathers did play and their sons end up being much better than they were. The Griffies uh, is a prime example of that one, uh, where Ken Griffey Jr. was far better than Ken Griffey Sr. Barry Bonds was much better than Sr. Bonds, uh, who played in the league there. It, it's you know it, it it doesn't always have to happen that way. I'm just I, I'm just saying that it does work both ways. So whenever Although you Bobby was really good. Bobby Bob was very well. The, listen. Uh, Kobe Bryant's father's name escapes me right now. Uh, but he played in the NBA for a few years and wasn't, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was at an all-star level, just not obviously on a Mount Rushmore level like Kobe did. It it, it gives and it takes away, though. It, you know, because, it, it, you know, and I don't want to embarrass anyone, but, you know, and, and Mike and Melrose can really speak to this, and I'm not going to ask him to call him, but he listens all the time. We can name baseball players who we've seen on minor league levels whose name we recognize instantly, and we go, is that such and such a son? Yeah, sure is. 
Mm. Well, but he don't hit like his old man did. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, and you know, there was one for the sounds that I got to know a little bit. Tony Gwynn's son. Now he did. There's he, one. He played in the in the major leagues for a little bit. Sure, but he obviously was yeah, couldn't hold a candle I mean, to dad. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough going both uh, going both ways. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm trying to say. Yep. All right. We'll come back. We'll head to Baltimore. We'll do that next year on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. And now, Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, backed by 45 years of experience. For all your residential or commercial metal and shingle roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 615-414-8466. 615-414-8466. That's Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out. Watch your entry update in real time. And continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with prize picks. And right now, you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime. Prize picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. We just start with Brable being fired. Mm-hmm. Your initial reaction. Called it, felt it coming for weeks now, yeah. if not months. Not surprised. That's he, my that's he, my reaction. I thought he got himself fired. How so? Just by being Mike Brable. Yeah. I think if he really, really wanted to be the coach here, he would be. I agree with you 100%. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Rolling along on this Friday afternoon, Darren and Justin here with you. We are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Don't forget, every day you can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Let's go up to Baltimore. Buddy Gary Stein. Started talking to him a long, long time ago. Justin, we were in the press box back in the day. Oh. Back in the day. Back, you know, <laughs> when like the Titans and the Ravens, it was like a it was the game. Oh, boy. The game. Boy. This guy. That's how long he's been covering the Ravens. Gary, are you still doing stuff with Maryland? I was at the Music City Bowl. The Terrapins came in here and beat the crap out of Auburn. Are you still doing stuff with Maryland? I am, yeah, uh, pre pre and post, and uh, but in the studio, so I wasn't out there for that. But uh, yeah, definitely. In, <laughs> sorry about Auburn, but enjoyed that. Um, so uh, you know, and Maryland does well in bowls in in general. They use that prep time very well. So uh, pretty good game for them. Well, I can tell you right now, we had we, we had great seats. I I typically am a snob. I'm always in the press box. I sat in the stands with my son. It was freezing cold, and I looked at him pretty early on, and I said, "Yep." Son, one team wants to be here and one team doesn't. And it uh, <laughs> didn't take long for us that to figure true. out who that was. That is true. Maryland isn't quite yet a, an 11-2 and two team. So when an 8-5 and five team can get into a bowl like Maryland, they want to be there. Absolutely. Gary, Mike McDonald has already completed his interview process with the Titans. He's, of course, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. What, what can you tell us about him? He's just very progressive in the way that he coaches defense. And what I mean by that is, not in a political sense, obviously, he's willing to try new concepts and is always devising new concepts. So, you know, and you have to have the athletes, and certainly he does, especially a guy like Kyle Hamilton, who basically is probably the best safety in the NFL right now, if not only because of his versatility. They use him everywhere. He rushes the passer. He goes back in defense. He plays the slot. He plays true safety, etc. And I think McDonald is the kind of guy that can take advantage of that and you know use a piece like that in a lot of different ways. And then when you use a piece like that, other pieces around it do other things as well. And I think that's the brilliance of Mike McDonald. You know, for a 35, 36 year old coach, I think he's well ahead of his time and uh, just a very progressive coach. That, that is willing to try new things. Do you think he's head coach material? I know you're not. I'm sure you're not around Mike McDonald on a daily basis. I don't know how much time at all yeah. you spend around him. But, I mean, do you think this guy's like head coach material? Yeah, I mean, he meets the media once a week, and then you can have a sit-down with him once in a while. You know, the Ravens are pretty protective of their offensive and defensive coordinators, so you really don't have a lot of interaction with them other than in a group. Um, but, you know, in terms of him being a head coach, I think he certainly has the demeanor. He certainly knows how to speak well and talk to the media, you know, and communicate. That's a big part of it, obviously, number one. And then in terms of inside the locker room, yeah, I think definitely the players have a vast amount of respect for him. Uh, I think the Ravens are in the process of, and I don't know if this is going to work or not, they, may, they are looking at ways to keep him and almost doing like an Ozzie Newsom, Eric DaCosta thing where they promised Eric DaCosta the, you know, he was basically the heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't know how well that's going, to be honest with you, because I don't know how quickly John Harbaugh wants to vacate the throne. 
Um, so a lot of that depends on John Harbaugh. But I know that the Ravens want to try to do that. But I think if the Ravens especially go deep into the playoffs and even into the Super Bowl, um, I think the calling for Mike McDonald is going to grow louder, and it's going to be real difficult for them to keep him. Has anybody there dared ask John if they if he thinks his if his brother's going back to the NFL? Has anybody dared to slip that into a press conference? Yeah, yeah, we've talked. Yeah, and yes is the answer, and John deflects it. Of you know, um, you know, as you would expect. I mean, you know, even if he knows, which yeah. um, he probably does, he actually. probably does. Yeah, um, yeah, he probably does. And I would say that Jim is probably going to go back to the NFL, uh, or yeah, uh, you know, go back. Um, because, I, you know, I mean, not necessarily because that's where the money is. I know he's making really great money at Michigan, but he's won a national championship now. So, and he has in, in, in the NFL. Got close, lost to his brother. Um, so, yeah, I think he's coming back. I think John knows, not telling. So, all season long, we did a, a, a top 10. Every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, we would present our top 10 for the week. We did it every single week, and... The listeners seem to like it. We had a lot of fun with it. We get a lot of interaction with the callers. The people will call in and give us their top ten. It's fun because you know, Gary, because you, you've been covering it like us for a long time, the ebbs and flows of an NFL season, right? And it's crazy, Ooh, the roller coaster ride and how things change from week to week. And, you know, we Justin would he loved to harp on Dallas and you know the the mistrust. He did not trust them, and so nope. he would always keep them lower because he's like, I know when January gets here, they're I, not going to be here. They're not going to be around. And so right we also now, had right. we had a a, a a caller that would call in a lot and give us his top ten, and he would say the same thing about Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. So that's where I'm going with this. So what is the even though as great as he's been on the field, right, and he's probably going to win his second MVP, is there still this kind of nervous energy around Lamar Jackson in this time of year in Baltimore? Yeah, I think there is, and I think that's only natural because especially as fans and media, really all you have to go on is the past, right? We can't predict the future. You know, we can only know that Lamar's 1-3 in three in the playoffs. We can only know that, you know, he didn't play well against the Chargers and the Titans. Of course, you remember that game when they were the number one seed back in 2019 and they went to bed against Tennessee. No disrespect to Tennessee. They played extremely well and had a great plan. Um, so, yeah, I think there is some <laughs> – it's funny. I got a text from a good friend of mine, longtime fan. I've known her for 30 years. He says, hey, I'm nervous about tomorrow. Mm. Okay, I mean, here you are. You're a thirteen and fourteen, a thirteen and four team, <laughs> the number seed. one seed, right. the NFL MVP, perhaps the best linebacker in the game, the best safety in the game, and you're nervous about the Houston Texans? Are you kidding me? But it's only natural because of the experience that we have. Now, on the other side, he's four years more mature. He, you, you, you can tell by the way he plays quarterback. Now he's a different quarterback. Okay, but again, it's that nervousness. He's never done it in the playoffs. I think it's human nature to be nervous um, and, you know, like lower men, your top 10 until you see it for yourself. And we haven't seen it yet. So I do agree that there is a bit of that here in Baltimore. I could have used him for the entire fantasy season. I was rolling along with Mark Andrews and then he went down for a good while. Uh, I know he's been out on the practice field. Um, Do you think? You think he's going to suit up and play on tomorrow? 
No, I don't. In fact, mm. I think I think they may have officially ruled him out today. Okay. I'm not 100 percent sure that. on that. I got to check, but I don't think he's going to play. And I'm not so sure he if they even advance. I'm not so sure he play in the championship game either. To be honest, he's been limited. Actually, he was full yesterday. He actually did go through a full practice yesterday, but I, he didn't go full board. Um, so yeah, he's not. He's definitely not playing tomorrow. How much of the Ravens' success has to do with them as an organization? And before I let you answer, I just want to pause because we give Pittsburgh a lot of credit for not having a losing season over the last 20 years or whatever it's been over a couple of different coaches. Since the Titans have been here in Nashville, uh, the Baltimore Ravens have won the Super Bowl twice with two different quarterbacks and two different coaches in the 25-year span. How much of them being a organization not just a team but as a as a company essentially has to do with with their success or is these are just completely isolated types of situations you know that's a good question and i actually think you're on to something because the ravens organization the football side does actually work like a business in terms of there's a culture from top to bottom and the culture, the system needs to be followed in order to be successful. And it is followed because they're successful. And so we know it works. And what I'm talking about is this. Here are the, here are the pillars that the Ravens basically built their organization on, no matter who's in charge. And they haven't had a lot of people in charge, which is also part of it, actually. Mm-hmm. But you have an owner who spends money and allows the people under him to do their jobs. He doesn't meddle. Don't get me wrong, if there's a big decision to be made, he'll definitely weigh in, okay? It's his money. But he lets his managers manage. Then you've got a GM, you know, the great Ozzie Newsom, who's basically an, an you know, emeritus guy right now, but still available to the club and still is active in not day-to-day, but still active in consulting and decision-making. And he's the guy, okay? And then he handed that baton over to Eric DaCosta. And Eric DaCosta is now the guy, Okay, he'll great relationship with the head coach. You have to have that. So there's a connection there. Okay, they both think along the same lines. That doesn't always happen in the NFL. Doesn't always happen in sports. Okay, John Harbaugh then doesn't call the plays, not on offense and not on defense. He's a motivator. He's a game manager. Nothing wrong with that. That's not a that's not a, you know, uh, something to be not proud of. Okay, and he trusts his offensive coordinator and defensive coordinators to do the job. Okay, and he coaches up the players. The players love him. It's a great culture there. You know, I'm not saying everybody. You know how they are. Sure, sure, sure. With teams. Sure. But you know, so it's that culture. It's that. It's that top down. Everybody's got a role. Fulfill the role. Do your job, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that is why the Ravens have been successful for the last, uh, you know, since 2000, basically, since '99 when Billet came really and changed the culture. I think uh, since then, so 24, 25 years. We are going through something here in Nashville that you're probably not familiar with. It's called hiring a head coach um, <laughs> because, you know, you, you've kind of you know had, had the, the time off from that beat uh, for a little while up there. But one of the key words that we've used a lot, and I say we, I don't mean me and Darren because Darren refuses to say the word actually on, on the air. Um, but one word that um, the, the ownership has used and the general manager has oh, used. Oh, boy. Here we go. What, what, what do you want me to do? I know. I just hate this word. Go I'm ahead. asking our guests from out of town because bad. I'm trying to get an out-of-town perspective, Darren. That's all. Let's collaborate with you. Okay, and, and you said the word. <laughs> C- 
collaboration is the is the is a term that our owner Amy Adams Trunk has uh, thrown around quite a bit. That she wants the GM and the head coach to collaborate more, and they want to mm-hmm. have a, a a more collaborative uh, operation and a vision uh, that they share when it comes to the running of the football team. Uh, that's why she says they let go of John Robinson because they want more collaboration between himself and the head coach. When she talks about what she's looking for in the next head coach, well, we're looking for someone who shares our vision and is willing to collaborate with Ran and with everyone else and is willing to... Re- okay, you, you get the drift. So what, what, I'm, what I'm asking is this. For a organization that you're around... And you just mentioned it. They share, they seem to share a a collective, I don't want to call it identity, because it's not an identity, but collective uh, vision or mission uh, or or idea when it comes to what kind of football team they they want to build. But it's also they have very clear lines because right now, right now, sir, we are unclear. Darren and I, who have been collectively covering this football team for 50 years, are unclear about who made the first-round pick in last year's draft. We really don't know. Uh, we don't know if it was Mike Vrabel's pick, or we don't know if it was the GM Rand Carthens pick. We really don't know. It's that murky. And so I'm trying to figure out, how do organizations that actually function do this? Hmm. Wow, these are heavy questions. <laughs> questions that, well, but I mean, questions that need to be answered if you guys are going to be successful. I mean, no doubt about it. Look, I don't know the ins and outs of the relationships between Rand and, and Vrabel. I had a lot of respect for Vrabel as a coach. I thought he had done a good job, but obviously I guess he didn't do it good enough. Look, I don't know Rand from anybody, okay? But how do you know that Rand's vision is right? You know, I mean, they may, they may have fired the wrong guy, okay? I, I don't know. I don't know that, okay? But I can tell you this. I can tell you that the GM and the coach do need to be on the same page. I can tell you that the GM... Uh, uh, pick the pick the guy in the first round this past draft. I can tell you that the GM five years ago picked Lamar Jackson. I can tell you that. Mm. Okay. Now I can also tell you that before he picked Lamar Jackson, he went to John Harbaugh <clears throat> and he said, "Hey, look, we got a shot. I can get back up." And this was done like on the fly. Don't get me wrong; they had a lot of scenarios before draft day. But on draft day, the way the board turned out, remember, they, 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 they traded out of the first round. Yes, sir. And they traded back into the first round. Yes, sir. To, right, to get Lamar. Well, you know, that was heavy. And they, if they hadn't prepared for something like that beforehand, and that means Ozzie Newsom goes to John Harbaugh and say, look, if we get a shot at this guy, can you remake the offense in his image? Because we can't run the offense that you're running now with this guy. And so that's where the collaboration comes in. And John Harbaugh could say yay or nay on that. But, you know, John Harbaugh, his answer is yes. Because he understood that Lamar Jackson was a once-in-a-lifetime talent. And so it was up to John Harbaugh to figure out how to use that. You can't, you can't run the same offense with Flacco that yeah. you're going to run with Lamar. Yeah. Right? So it's a collaboration. But it's got to be from the top down. Doesn't mean that John can't have an opinion. Doesn't mean that John can't go to Eric or Ozzy before that and say, hey, look, what do you think about this? Yeah, that's all going to happen. But it's got to be together, the decision. All right, last question. And this is, uh, I'm, a hist- I'm a history guy, so forgive me, okay? Have the Ravens completely removed any memory of the Baltimore Colts 
that used to be there? Is it completely like who are the Colts? What are you talking about? They, they play in Indianapolis. Like, is it that? Is it that far removed from the from the memory of the city now? And the Ravens are now firmly installed. I mean, clearly they're firmly installed as a team for the city. But I'm just asking: Is there any distant, dusty memories of the Colts, uh, even even around or even as a thing there in the city? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, that older generation, um, you know, I guess if you're 55 and up, probably up, Okay. <laughs> you know, you're still going to remember the Colts, and the Colts do have a place. I mean, look, i got to give credit to the Ravens. They embraced the Colt tradition when they got here. Hmm. In fact, they have Colts in their Ravens Ring of Honor. Uh, Lenny hmm. Moore, the, hmm. the NFL Hall of Fame running back for the Colts back in the 50s and 60s, is going to be one of the honorary captains of the game tomorrow. Huh. So they honor that. Okay, because they know that Baltimore is a parochial town. Hey, look, and I'm not from here, but I learned it quickly. But when I moved here, we we love the past. We talk about the past all the time. We relish the past. Okay, when you when you grow up in ba- when you when you move to Baltimore, the first question they ask you is, "Would you go to high school?" <laughs> okay, yeah. like where else do they ask? You? Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe Pittsburgh. I don't know. Maybe. Do they ask it in Nashville? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. We're 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 changing quite a bit down here. We're we're nowhere okay, near well, as established as the city of like Baltimore is. Okay, but my point is, we're not changing. <laughs> That's the way it's always going to be here. So there is the past is important. The Ravens in, um, uh, embraced it. The te- it's you know don't get me wrong. I mean, as the older generation moves out, the Colts' memory goes less and less. But people still hear, you know, when they see the, the horseshoes and the stripes of the Colts, they get a little, eh, the older generation. So it's okay. still around. But the Ravens have embraced it. Gary, who wins? Does Baltimore win and by how much? <clears throat> Just asking. Nine, by more than nine and a half? Less than nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment um, purposes only. <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I don't always say this. Baltimore is going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, oh, wow. Wait a minute. You have oh, told me this oh, before. Wow. And guess what, Justin? Oh, it, it happened. happened. It happened. It happened. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. That's right. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, Baltimore's going to win it. This is the team. There's, there's something in their eye. They, don't, they have a different look in their eye this year. It's different. It's different than 19. They're more mature. They understand. Uh, this may never happen again. They get that. Um, so, anyway, my point is more than nine and a half. Um, that's a lot of points to give up, but they are at home. It is going to be cold. Houston's a dome team. Um, Stroud, that's tough. I, I would put, uh, boy, this is tough, nine and a half. For some reason, I don't know why, I think I would give the points. Okay. All right. I, w- I would give the points. It's a different team. They're going to they're gonna do it this year. Okay. We'll see if you can recreate uh, when we first started talking wow. in 19, what was that, uh, the 90, would have been, it was, uh, I guess it was, January it was of 2000, 2000 wasn't yes. it? January it was 2000. of 2000. That, that when run. did I tell you they were going to win it? Was uh, it that, after, was the, it? after the Titans game. After the Titans game. <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute, the yeah. regular this, season game so or the playoff this game? This was the first time I'd ever talked to Gary. It was, okay. So Gary started, when they came in, it was before the, the game here. No, hold then, on. Then after the game. The regular season game or the playoff game? This is the playoff game. Okay. I'm about the two, playoff. two games now. Yeah, right. the playoff game where the, the Titans had 500 yards of Off. total offense. And I was there. Had like no, I remember. yards yes. of total offense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I just was like, and Gary was so adamant about it. So had him on the next week. And he's like, they're going to Oakland and they're going to beat the Raiders. And I'm like, golly, okay. 
And then I was like, of course they did. And then I had him out for the Super Bowl, and he's like, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm telling you. And Gary, we all, we all know the rest is history. Gary, that 2000 Ravens-Titans game was the most physically brutal football game I have ever seen in my entire career. And it, it sticks with me. The images stick with me to this very moment of that football I mean, game. I don't disagree. The Eddie George, Ray Lewis, and, of course, they've done the 30 for 30 on sure. it. What a great, what a great rivalry that was. You know, hey, speaking of that, just real quick, I don't know how much time you have, but remember in the regular season, the Ravens came to Tennessee yes. and beat the Titans there yes. on the last second touchdown. Yes. And that was the first loss that the Titans had at yes. uh, what I think was then was LP Stadium. Anyway, Adelphia. my point in saying yeah. that, Adelphia, my point in saying that is the guy who caught the winning touchdown pass, Patrick Johnson from Trent Dilfer, corner of the end zone. I just saw him the other day. He's been around. He's going to be at the game tomorrow. And we were, we were talking about that. And, um, you know, just great, great memories from those days. And that and I know, Darren, you started it off by saying Titans-Ravens was the game back then. It absolutely was. Those games were bloodbaths, and they were, you know, I mean, up and down, back and forth. Those, those were the games. Those were the days back then, absolutely. I mean, just that week leading up to that game twice a year in the regular season, there was yeah. no way you could talk about anything else in this market other than that game. It was impossible. And it was the same thing here. Yep. I mean, we were young. We were only five years into our existence at that point, you know? And so we didn't know any better. We were still you know? on diapers. We didn't know any better, right? In this, in this market. We were still on diapers when we were doing that. <laughs> Gary, right. always right. a pleasure, my man. Thank you so much for Thank doing you, this. Uh, enjoy the hey. game. Have a great weekend. And look, if they win, uh, probably expect a text from me every week until the Ravens are out. I don't mind coming on. I think it's a tradition by this point. Yeah, no doubt about it. Gary Stein in Baltimore. Always good stuff from him. He, you just heard it. He just said the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl, and I just had a flashback because I remember <laughs> those conversations with Gary like it was yesterday, and Justin, it was, what, 24 years ago Yeah, when those conversations <laughs> took place. Jeez. Gary, thanks for doing this. All right, my man. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll come back. And uh, by the way, you heard him also say he does uh, pre and post for Maryland Terrapins. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing that for a long time and a great job with that as well. We're wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600. If you want to get in touch with the show as you listen to the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. And now for today's winning cash three and cash four numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only is lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. 
clean nose, healthy life. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, prize picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details. It's a Bill King show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature during the playing portion do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast is a wind chill advisory tonight into Saturday. This afternoon is going to be mostly cloudy, high 28. Partly cloudy tonight, the low 4 above 0. Saturday, partly sunny, high 20. Sunny Sunday, high 32. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio WNSR. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. It's never dull with Gary. Gary Stein from Baltimore. You just heard him say it. Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Woo! Hmm. Well, with that being said, let's segue into some phone calls. <laughs> I can't think of a better phone call than Eric. Eric, what's up? Hey, guys. I'm going to get to Prowls in a minute, but one thing I had to correct you guys on from yesterday, uh, Mike McCarthy is 1-3 in the playoffs. Uh, if Did you I say remember, one? I think I said one and four. One and four, yeah, yeah. And if also you remember, that year before he came, they had a losing record. And if I'm not mistaken, Dak Prescott broke his collarbone against the Giants in Dallas that season. And not only that, I believe the Dallas Cowboys defense back then was horrendous. They were near the bottom in just about every major statistical category. I think, mm. Eric, what I what I did yesterday is I was already counting 2024's playoff <laughs> loss. So... <laughs> My bad. Okay. Wow. Too okay. soon? Wow. Too soon? <laughs> hey, guys, listen. Let me say this, and I'll go, go through all four playoff games right quickly. As far as Baltimore, believe it or not, guys, I do think Baltimore is going to win tomorrow. And I'll, I'll say this. I think Houston will probably play them tough. If they do cover the spread, Ravens do, it'll be the second half of them pulling away. I could see them blowing them out. I don't see Houston going up there and blowing them out, but I will say this. I'm going record saying this. I would not be shocked if the Texans win tomorrow. I, I, but I, I do think Baltimore is going to win. As far as the other AFC playoff game, where the last time they played the playoffs was a shootout, I don't think it's much tomorrow. I think it's going to be a low-score game. In fact, for Buffalo to win, if they can run the ball with James Cook, I, I definitely expect to win the game if they can do that. If Kansas City shuts down the run, it keeps Josh Allen from running the ball, then 
it's going to be a lot closer game because if they lose this game against Patrick Mahomes, it's, oh, man. It's like when you're going to get it done. So that's basically what I'm saying. I'm saying Buffalo and Baltimore, the two teams, especially the two quarterbacks, one of them, if that does happen, is going to realize his dream and get to the Super Bowl, and the other is still going to be futility. And the NFC guys, um, I actually think San Francisco, I think they're going to win tomorrow. Uh, it, whether it's a blowout or a shootout, I just can't see Green Bay going in there and doing what they did to Dallas last week. I don't see that. If they do win, I think it will be a shootout. But I, I just like San Francisco at home. And to Detroit, they, to me, are the one of the, the four teams that really should win tomorrow. I mean, it's set up for them. Tampa Bay is a nice story. I don't think they're that great. I mean, unless Detroit just turns the ball over a lot or just whatever, uh, I, I think Detroit should win tomorrow, and I think they'll cover against Tampa Bay, but we'll see. Guys, y'all take care. Have a great weekend. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank All right. you, Eric. Thank Appreciate you, Eric. it. Appreciate we will have the McFarland six-pack of picks uh, before we get out of here today. We'll come back. Uh, we'll take our final break, come back, wrap up the first hour next. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. 800-649-0142. And now, J.B. Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. 
This message is brought to you by JB Roofing, serving the area for 20 years. For all your residential roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 629-246-7693. 629-246-7693. That's JB Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I said all day yesterday on the show that you don't hand a microphone to a guy when the season's over to address the crowd if he's coming back. No, he he's not coming back. He so we can back. stop saying if he doesn't come back. But today, now you really let me back. reiterate, <laughs> for sure, gone. Look forward to the ceremony. You can put that to bed. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Well, it looks like the Titans can cross off someone from their list. Mm-hmm. We told you at the beginning of the show, they have interviewed eight candidates. With more to come. Those interviews are complete. Right, with more to come. And one of those eight candidates, there is breaking news that it looks like he is working on finalizing a deal to be a head coach, not in Nashville. He's going to be a head coach in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And the guy you need to cross off that Titans list that has already completed his interview with the Tennessee Titans is one Antonio Pierce. Now, let me just ask a really dumb question. Sure. Justin. Sure. What the hell took so long? I don't know. They should have hired the last interview. How long have the Raiders been done with their regular season? Almost three weeks. He was their guy on the sidelines as the head coach, correct? He was. The interim head coach. Five and four to finish the season. So they needed three weeks to figure this out? Apparently. (laughs) They needed to go what? Interview other places? <laughs> All right, come on back. Apparently, they were waiting to see how he did in the playoffs. <laughs> then they realized, oh, oh, he's not. When's the oh. Antonio Pierce game coming on? Uh. Is this the... Five and four. Is this like the relationship? You know, like, yeah, I'm ready to move on. And then you realize, well, well wait a minute. There's other people calling them. They already want to go on dates with them. Oh, come on back. Come on back. Apparently. I mean, is that they just wanted them to be courted? They didn't know. And then they got jealous? I mean, if the guy finished five and four, you don't think somebody else may want him? I mean, I don't know. I mean. I mean, I, I don't know either. I'm just saying. He finished five and four. He's very outspoken, big personality, former NFL player, won a Super Bowl. You, you don't think somebody may want to may want to talk to him? There ain't nobody that knows him better than you. Raiders. Well, so why did you need three weeks? Because you have to, you have to take into account that it's the Raiders. That that's what you have to factor in. It's the Raiders, and the Raiders, as a functioning organization, hasn't quite worked in a little while. So, so Antonio Pierce, it looks like. Good for is, him. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting that he is going to be uh, the new Raiders. Congratulations to him. Congratulations. Not, not the interim. He is going to be the head coach. All right, that is going to do it for hour number one. We're going to come back. We're going to head down to Atlanta and check in with our buddy Chris Domino. 
And we'll do that next as you listen to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. AM 95.9 FM Brentwood Nashville 107.9 FM Smyrna Nashville's first 24-hour sports station WNSR Nashville Sports Radio ABC News I'm Brian Clark no partial government shutdown today after Congress passed a short-term spending agreement ABC Stephen Portnoy says the chair of an influential committee in Congress wants testimony from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. The chairman of the House Armed Services Committee says he's spoken with Secretary Austin about his recent hospitalization, but, quote, a concerning number of questions were not addressed. Specifically, Republican Mike Rogers says he didn't get a straight answer from Lloyd Austin about whether Austin instructed Pentagon staff to not inform anyone, including the president, of his condition. Rogers now wants the defense secretary to testify publicly before his committee next month. Snow arrives in the Northeast. Oregon still has more than 110,000 power outages after an ice storm as the country continues to feel the chill. And another major retailer's announced layoffs. Online home store Wayfair says it's cutting about 1,650 jobs, 13% of its global workforce. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WN. SR, Nashville Sports Radio. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call me the fire! Call or 
text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour on this Friday afternoon, rolling along. We are live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio, and we are the McFarlands. Darren and Justin here with you. Don't forget, every day you can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. The Titans have interviewed eight folks so mm-hmm. far for their head coaching job, and already one of them, with the latest news, can be scratched off the list. Antonio Pierce looks like he is set to become the guy who's already been there is set to become three weeks later after they've been done the new head coach of the Raiders. The Titans had already interviewed him. Mike McDonald, Mike Kafka, Brian Callahan, Dan Quinn, Thomas Brown, Bobby Sloick, and Brian Johnson. So far, they have completed interviews with with more to come. Let's bring in our man Chris Domino down in the ATL. Chris, how we doing? Fellas, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you guys? Well, we're just, you know... Yeah, just talking about uh, some stuff. It's been uh, yeah, it's been pretty active you know, the last couple of weeks in the sports oh. world. You know, yeah, yeah, we talk about it all the time. I root for storylines. Well, we've been uh, getting good, them. Yeah, good coaching carousel storyline of six is, is not bad as you wait for more football to actually be, you know be played on the field this weekend. So, uh, it feels like the Atlanta Falcons because of Bill Belichick's name are getting a lot more national run than maybe they've gotten in the last few years for stuff mm-hmm. they've done on the field. And it's really interesting around here uh, because, while well, I think a lot of people are saying done deal, and it does seem to be a connected dots at this point. I keep hearing about eight guys interviewed here, eight guys interviewed here, nine guys interviewed here. Uh, who the hell are the hiring authorities? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm finding this really comical. Um, and I know part of it is we're going to pick everybody's brain, and I want outside eyes, ears, outside thoughts, tell me about my organization as you see it, and I get that. But, man, if I'm, if I'm some of these guys, I, I, I'm just wondering, again, if this, is, if this is not turned into a dog and pony show around the NFL in a lot of ways. So before we get to the, the lead, and you just almost buried the lead there with the, with the good stuff, let me, let me just do a little sidebar. Yeah. You can follow Chris on X, Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it, at Chris Domino. It's really easy. And I will tell you, as I sit there and watch the final Titans game uh, against the Jags, uh, that I was following you on Twitter. I was watching your tweets. And, my friend, you were not a fan of of one Arthur Smith. Please tell us where things went wrong with uh, you and Arthur. Um, Boy, that's a really good question. I just – I'll tell you at some point, probably we'll get to – Arthur Blank, who I've had a really good relationship for about 20 years now in this town since he's on the team, he got mad at me at the press conference, you know, that was basically the press conference that announced that Arthur Smith had gotten released, and this is why we did it, and 21 and 30, and this is where we feel we have to go. I just thought that uh, I was being coach-splained to. Uh, I thought he was really terrible at post-game press conferences. I kept hearing about this personality that he had that didn't really come out. I never felt that he really had explanations that would lead me to believe. And again, this is this is what got me in trouble with Arthur Blank, the owner. 
I said, this is all a crapshoot when you hire these guys. That's why nine interviews. I don't know what you're looking for. You're looking for the secret in them. I mean, you're going to have an epiphany at 3 o'clock in the morning to go that that's the one. It took me seven interviews. Now I realize what it is I'm looking for. Nobody knows what they're looking for. They want it to work. But, but the cycle is 12 or 13 coaches every two years will be fired. 25%, eight of these guys had their job in the same spot for five years or more. Then we lost Carroll. Then you lost Rabel. It looked like you were going to lose McCarthy, but you didn't. It's, it's insane. Nobody can get it right. Understanding there are 1 to 100 reasons that something could go right or wrong. Pick the wrong quarterback, it's going to be problematic. It's going to be an uphill climb the whole time. I get all that. But to ride with and to be smug, at one point they won a game. You guys picked us 45th. You know, there was... There was hard knocks a few years ago here where the special teams coach of the Falcons had a great line. He said, you ain't good enough to be a blank hole. And he was talking to a player. Yeah. And I, I just felt until you do enough, you can't start explaining to me, talking down to me, tell me what I don't understand. It's not fantasy football. I got a tight end who I was picked at eight. I got a wide receiver picked at eight. I got a running back picked at four. I had another running back who was a thousand-yard guy who was here. And all of a sudden, the hottest coordinator in all of football, it doesn't work. Why? In large part because you didn't get the quarterback right. But I also found out he wasn't equipped to have the big boy headset on. He wasn't equipped to have the red flag in his back pocket. He wasn't equipped to deal with the medical issues that go on during a game. He wasn't equipped to deal with fourth go, no go. And it's not a crime, but I just felt like too many times he was trying to tell me, I don't understand why they lost this game. I kind of did. I kind of did, and at just that point, I was just sort of like this: this hottest coordinator hire thing is ridiculous. If the guy doesn't know how to handle everything that happens on game day, and I just found out he didn't, and I thought it was a little bit of a mask, uh, and I just thought that again, some things you have to own up to. I, I will say this at the end: he he started to well, I appreciate the question, which is a terrible line to say. Oh, uh, that was Mike Grable here, by the way, at the very end. He. He was doing the same thing. Yeah, before he it's, would like just, a, it's like a manual. I would it's appreciate. Like a manual. I appreciate the question. I really do. I, yeah, I really do. And yeah, that, that's what. <laughs> but you're we not going to understand. But you're not going <clears> to <throat> understand the answer yes. I'm about to give you. Yeah. So you know, do we really have to go through this? He may have got that from Vrabel, honestly. Like that's Maybe. interesting that you're saying that because Vrabel yeah, was doing the it, same stuff here. I just felt insulted. You know, I just felt insulted. I, you, you score 14 points a game on the road. Less than 20 points a game, you know, combined. Uh, again, it's not for everybody. That seat is not for everybody. Some guys are better coordinators than others. I get all that stuff. I've witnessed it now for 40-plus years of being a football fan. Bill Belichick can flame out here, then he can be a hero, then all of a sudden, you know, whatever. The life cycle of not having the right quarterback and not being a right, you know, a draft pick guy. Uh, all of this stuff can, can absolutely tumble the house of cards. I just felt at a certain point, you know, I, I hate to use the expression, but you're insulting my intelligence. And and I'll deal with a lot, and I'll tell you, I really will. I'll tell you when I'm wrong, uh, but, I, but I just don't want to be talked down to as if what you're about to say is a pearl. And, and boy, we'll all be better off once we hear it. Yeah. Dan Quinn has interviewed here. You know Dan yeah. Quinn Love better Love than us. What? Is he is he set to get another bite at the head coach apple? Good and question. Tell us about it. Good question. Um, 
as a guy, as a man, I love him. Uh, I know, and look, there's a shelf life to being the rah-rah guy, the slogan guy, the T-shirt guy. There just is. When it's going well, man, everybody seems to, you know, we're all pulling a rope in the same direction. Once you start to lose enough, then all of a sudden it just sounds like a guy who's creating T-shirts instead of coaching football. I do think that I gotta be. I, I'm not careful how I say this. I think that it depends on the type of team that you have and where your team is. Um, I, listen, that Dallas Cowboy loss that doesn't mean one game should not no, determine whether silly. Mike McCarthy keeps so, his job. One game should not determine whether Dan Quinn is supposed to be a head coach for your team or any other team. Uh, but there is something to having to answer to moments like that. Everybody in their career, it's hard to get out unscathed. It's hard to come in on top and leave on top. Um, so you have to answer questions. You have to be interviewed. How, what would you do different? If you now have that big boy headset on, what would you do different? How do you handle clock management? How do you want to handle this? Who are you going to bring as coordinators? All that stuff matters. Uh, if you don't have a quarterback, it's really hard to win anyway. But I do think Dan Quinn understands the concept of, can I get grown men to want to achieve something together? And I think that's probably the strongest, you know, his strength. Is I do think that there's going to be a buy-in. Uh, you can't have many locker room lawyers. You can't have, you know, the Pied Piper of blank holes who just wants to take young guys with them. Um, but when I when I think about guys in the NFL who are supposed to get a second shot, I certainly think that he's on that list. Chris, why is Bill Belichick a good fit for this organization? And is this really going to happen? Like, really? Yeah, I got it at 87%. I got it at wow. 87%. Which, by the way, I, I joke because pro football focus and all these people who give me percentages win probabilities and everything else. I mean, my tongue is firmly through my cheek as I say 87% because I'm just making stuff up the way that I think most people do anyway. <laughs> What's the 13%? There is a realistic possibility you can't figure out the power structure. You know, I call it the pyramid of power and who's where and who's placed where and who understands that they're placed where. I know enough to know that Bill Belichick isn't going to deal with ambiguity. You're going to absolutely have everything settled, whether Arthur Blank stands on the sidelines at the end of the game, whether Rich McKay does a segment. This is true. He does it. Every Sunday on game day, Rich McKay is on the pregame show. Well, if you know anything about Bill Belichick, nobody in his building talks. And you could say, well, what's Rich McKay? He's not giving away you know, the secrets of the game plan. I get that. But there is something to why is he doing it, and is he going to do it if I'm the head coach here? And there could be, while I think Arthur Blank from minute one wanted Bill Belichick and the connected dots where I usually bet the field, this one was maybe going to play out the way that it sort of looked like it was going to play out from the beginning. But there's still that goal line, did you, did you get it across? Um, I, I think the one good thing for the Falcons and Arthur Blank, if you wanted them, who else is knocking on Bill Belichick's door? You know, he ain't for everybody. Five years ago, you would have fired your coach, I would have fired mine to get Bill Belichick. That ain't the case anymore. And while I certainly believe... Him and Jim Harbaugh are the guys that can interview you as much as you're interviewing them. Uh, I got questions for Bill Belichick. You haven't had a pro bowler in the draft since 2013. What the hell were you thinking with the quarterbacks? Why are there this, what's this, this, uh, this revolving door of assistants and coordinators and everything else? And is your way still a way that works? You know, he's, he's on limited time. Arthur Blank's on limited time. So I think the marriage is, is a good fit there. But I'm not letting that guy have my draft room. Uh, I'm just not. And all the stuff that I think he needs, look, I don't know if Rabel did this, but Bill Belichick seems like the type of guy to me that if you have a guy who works in the front office, let's just call him a suit, Johnny Suit, 
Johnny Suits not allowed to go down to my to my gym to my weight room and work out. That's just not your side of the building. This is mine. I joke that I think he probably went in there with uh, with a spray can, spray paint, and started putting lines on the floor, and said, "This is my side of the room, and this is your side of the room," because that's the way he's always had it. Nobody's ever said no to Bill Belichick, and I think that's a little bit problematic. And I got to know if I can live in that world. And Rich McKay, who was at the press conference when Arthur Smith got fired, and Terry Fontenot, the general manager, wasn't. Uh, that said a lot to a lot of people in this town. And Bill Belichick's not reporting to Rich McKay. Like, I think Rich McKay, if it happens, is going to get a brand-new title. Because in the old structure, it was Arthur Smith reported to him, Terry Fontenot reported to him. You know what Bill Belichick's report to Rich McKay is? 28-14. That was the score today. There you go. I filed my report. Um, I don't think he, he's going to do anything more than that for anybody, including Arthur Blank. But I don't certainly think he's going to do it with Rich McKay. Okay. We are going through a little bit of a thing here in Nashville. Well, we all, we are in the process, just like in Atlanta, where they're trying to hire a head coach. However, the wrinkle here in Nashville is, unlike in Atlanta, where Arthur Blank has owned the football team since 2002, yeah. this is Amy Adams Trunk's third head coach hiring that yep. she's done since she's owned the team. And she has come out with rules of engagement. She wants there to be a collaborative effort mm-hmm. between you know, the head coach, the general yep. manager, and, you know, and herself and wants everyone to work in collaboration or wh- whatever, you know, vision and all these other things that have come out. Okay. So, 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 and I hear you chuckling. I hear you. I hear you, Chris. So, so wh- where I'm going with this is how much of the qualifications of this person is going to be looked at here versus, versus how right. much of the sale job of, listen, I'm here to do what you want, ma'am. So you tell me what you kind of want to see done, and you know we'll try to make it happen. If you need me to get along with this guy, I'm going to get along with this guy. If it means I can be the head coach. So everybody wants to get along with everybody. Did you see Dan Campbell? He handed out two game balls the other day when they won. He handed one to Jared Goff, and one to the general manager. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, and by the way, it was wonderful. And mm-hmm. that's what will happen because everybody's on the same page, and you're winning. You hug your general manager in the locker room. You tell him how important it was to make sure – People know that he was in step with me, and we built this in three years, and here we are, and the city is on its ear. Uh, I can't believe anybody's saying this because I know I've said it. I want to be Detroit now. I'm going to tell you that relationship will go sour. It went sour in Seattle. Yeah. It goes sour everywhere. It's, uh, it went sour here with Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn because not winning will make those relationships go sour. It's, it's just speak. Do you want everybody to get along? Yes. Would you like everybody to be on the same page all the time? Yes. But what's going to happen when they're not? What's going to happen when there is a fight for who gets a draft pick, who controls the cap? All those things are real. It's not a kumbaya world. Uh, There are suits and there are coaches. There's that side of the building and this side of the building. Social media, advertising, sales, tickets. I get all that stuff. There are certain guys who don't want to have to deal with that. And I understand that. I do know that you have to play the game. Sunday post-game press conference, Monday press conference. Wednesday, meet the media. Locker room's going to open up on Monday and Wednesdays. Those are things that have gone on forever. I get that. You have to do certain things. But you don't want people to get out of their comfort zone. You don't want fake relationships. You don't want people now, oh, wait, it's going bad, so I'm going to go hide over here. And that was his fault, not my fault. Um, it's, it, the, the standings, the win-losses at the end of eight games, 12 games, 17 games, in large part, we'll tell you how well everybody in the building is getting along. 
It just, it's just that way. And it all goes in cycles. Now, the Lions cycle was ridiculously bad, but the Cowboys cycle has been ridiculously bad. Yeah. You know, there are haves, have-nots, and never wases. Detroit's and never was. Do you know if Tampa somehow wins a Super Bowl? They'll have three Super Bowl wins in 21 years. Yes, sir. That would mean they trail only the New England Patriots, and that is incredible to even think about. Same for the I'll Ravens. This, yeah, I'll, right. I'll, win, I'll, I'll say this about this group of eight. It's the most interested I've been in storylines. Lamar Jackson, rookie head coach DeMarco Ryan, D'Amico Ryan's, excuse me, was C.J. Stroud a rookie quarterback. That's fascinating. Jared Goff, he was told you can't win a Super Bowl. Maybe he can. Dan Campbell's first press conference, everybody, everybody in the national media said, this is going to flame out like nobody's business. It's the hottest commodity in the NFL right now. And on and on and on. Andy Reid could join. Andy Reid wins another one. He's got more than Shula. He's got more than Landry. He's got more than all of the guys that we've talked about as legends because he'll pick up his third. Jared Allen's got to do something big this time. We almost saw McCarthy and Sirianni get fired. Could that happen in Buffalo? This is a, an incredible group of eight teams. So I love the storyline, not having a team in it. Uh, but you and I are both in the same situation. It's not hard to get back to the playoffs. Four and a half to five teams every year who weren't there the year before go. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Six years is a long-ass time to not be in the postseason. You better get it right. They better get it right in your city because at a certain point, anger turns to apathy, and that is the worst emotion to have around your team. I think we've both felt it in our markets over the years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, God, yeah. It's been here, and I know it's been in Atlanta, too. <clears throat> By the way, Chris, I, I, on the way out, if Bill does, if he is of your 87%, yeah. And he does get the job. Will you play yeah. his press conferences on your show? Yeah. So oh, you will. I uh, no 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 no. I not live. Are you talking about yes, the, live. the introductory in the, the introductory press? No, conference I'm talking about like his weekly pressers. Will oh. you play them live on your show? Yeah, we'll we'll play all four minutes of them. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, um, do, no no. But I'm going to tell you this though. I, I don't know what the setup is there, but there's a there used to be a small room. That's the Monday afternoon with the coach. Then they moved it to a bigger room because, oh, look, everybody in the NFL has got to be bigger. Do you understand if Bill Belichick gets hired, they're going to the big, big room. You know, this is like, do you play the Sands Hotel or do you play Binion's? And they're going to play the Sands, and it's going to go live, and Kelly Clarkson is going to be preempted, or Judge Joe Brown is going to be preempted. There are going to be weather people there. There are going to be retired radio people there. This is 60 coaches. 60 coaches in the history of Atlanta in the four major sports, two titles courtesy of the Braves. 60. This guy will come in with three times as many himself. So, of course, this is a big deal. Of course, it's a big deal. People are going to be fighting to get into this press conference. Well, you know what's going to happen, Chris. If if the the media like that is showing up, Bill's going to get asked about uh, the Atlanta weather and how they're going to acclimate to the to the yeah. weather, you know? Well, yeah. Don't ask him how he's going to stop Jordan Love this upcoming week because he's got nothing to do with that. <laughs> but, I, but I'm telling you, it's, Arthur Blank's a good host. This might be so big it might be catered. Mm. There's a good chance this one could be catered, <laughs> gentlemen, if you want to understand how big a deal. Bill Belichick with six rings will have three times more rings than everybody else who's ever coached in the history of Atlanta. It is a big deal. I just hope I have the guy who can do the job, wants to do the job. It's not just chasing Don Shula and can flip it around in a shorter amount of time instead of longer. Mm. Always fun, Chris. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend, and we'll hey, talk listen, soon. Good luck. I'm not kidding. Good luck. When, when are you guys expecting to announce? When the, do you they're, cast, they're casting a wide net. This is going to go on for a while because oh, it is. 
you can't interview in person until what the twenty ninth, right? So the well, end of the month. No, no, no. Monday after the divisional games. No, no. Yeah. I thought it was the end of the month. No, no. no. After the divisional games. This it, is twenty second. Look online. Go look at the hiring chart. There's an actual chart. It was funny. Terry Fontenot wasn't here at the Arthur Smith firing press conference. I think Rich McKay called it a 25-page. I swear to God, I think he used that number. 25-page. Terry's now busy going through what we can do in terms of the interviewing process, which is basically like when you bring your kid to work and they're four, you put them in a corner with a coloring book and you actually want them to do busy work. I hate to say that about a guy who's an NFL GM, but to say that he was reading a 25-page document that, that laid out all the rules is ridiculous. I had it down to one page in my hand the day after he said that. So there are rules, there are dates, and there are a whole bunch of things, but you could hire as early as next week if you've actually handled all your business. Well, it won't be next week here. I can promise you that. You, well, you, good luck. That's guaranteed. That, ain't, that is not happening. And, oh, by the way, we uh, we played a, a clip of Aaron Glenn in Detroit before the yeah, Rams uh-huh. game last week. Yep. He was throwing out, uh, they were talking about him getting, you know, are you going to do the interviews? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do the interviews. And all of a sudden he started talking about collaboration a lot. And vision. So, mm, vision oh. and collaboration. We're like, hmm. All right. Wow. Yeah. Already. Homework. Already. <laughs> okay. Well, your, your agent is supposed to help you get through these interviews or somebody in your life is supposed to help you get through them. It's always good to have somebody who's highlighting the stuff that might be the most important. Well, apparently somebody's doing their job. They're doing it well. Because that All was right. happening last week. Chris, thank you so much. We'll talk All soon. Right, All right. Talk soon. Yeah. 680 The Fan down in Atlanta. He is a legend down there, and he is awesome, as always. Chris Domino, good stuff from him. We'll come back. 615-844-5600. More of The McFarland Show next. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey. I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. 
That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. And now, the fine folks at Nick's Construction and Remodeling are on the air reminding motorists to slow down on our roads, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. It can wait. This message courtesy of Nick's Construction and Remodeling, serving the area with quality and pride. Call Nick's Construction and Remodeling today at 931-952-9587. 931-952-9587 for all your interior and exterior construction and remodeling needs. That's Nick's Construction and Remodeling. They do it all. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships March 6th to the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us on this Friday afternoon. Darren and Justin here with you. We're live in the Strike to Spare Family Fund Center studio. Good stuff, as always, from our buddy Chris Domino down in the ATL. 680 the fan, 87% Bill Belichick. To the Falcons, I I just I don't get it. I, you don't, I don't get what? I just I don't. again. Is that team equipped to win? No, of course. Like not. are they even close? I don't think so. No, they don't have the quarterback. They got to figure it out well, at yeah. quarterback, I mean, and they don't have a quarterback. They're not even. Well, yeah, but I mean, so they need a quarterback, and then they got to move forward from there. But yeah, they don't, I mean, so they, so no, they're not close. They no. drafted a running back high. They sure. drafted a tight end high. Yeah, they got rid of um, Redley, what? who's in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they got um, you know they got okay receivers. I mean, I, I don't know. They need a quarterback. They don't they have it together. A quarterback. I just and so they'll get you know. I would imagine they'll be shopping for one in this draft. I'm not sure exactly where they are in the draft order, but. You know, I imagine they'll take a quarterback here, and then they'll go for it. Because I've heard that, you know, I've heard people try to connect the dot, Belichick and Cousins. I just don't think Cousins is leaving Minnesota. I think they're going to keep him. Well. I do. Because he's, believe it or not, as we learned in that show, quarterback, right? Which, by the way, won't that be, that'll come out again once the Super Bowl's over. You know. It's supposed to. Yeah, right? They're supposed to be working on season two, yeah. Yeah, so. We learned, but he's beloved there. They they love him there. And oh, by the way, he got the ringing endorsement from a lot of the players. And one one player that's like really important to get an endorsement from is Justin Jefferson. It's like, yeah, yeah um, uh, it's kind of like it's like Mike Tomlin, right? The players yeah. coming out like, uh, yeah, no, we want Mike Tomlin to stay here. Like, well, people think that all players come out and endorse. No, they don't. They don't always come out. 
By the way, in Philadelphia, are they endorsing Nick Sirianni? Have they been coming out going, hey, he's our coach? Uh, he's my coach? I haven't heard a lot of that. You haven't, I, you haven't heard any of that. No. So that's my point. They don't all come out no. and get the ringing endorsement from the players. Yeah, but players are also very replaceable. Some of them are. And so I'm not sure if the ringing endorsement necessarily. I mean, listen, right here in Nashville, they were asking on cleanout day about Mike Vrabel and the ringing endorsements were coming out and he still got fired. So, you know, and, and they were coming out from your cornerstone players, Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, f- fired. Okay. So the, the, the players, you know, and their, and their input. And as I think one of our guests have said, listen, when the bell rings coming up here in September, they're going to go out there and play for whoever. And whoever they played for last year, last year will be last year. Uh, the Falcons have the number eight overall pick. Yeah. They're the pick after the Titans, right? Pick after the Titans yeah. is correct. So they'll, they'll, Probably pick, you know, at, at that point, Williams, probably Caleb Williams will be gone. Drake May will probably be gone. But it's probably one of the other guys that will be left over. Could be a good trading partner. Could be. Right? Could be. The guy there they want is there. They're willing to move up a spot. Well, if they're hungry, if they're the, that hungry. the Titans will need to sell to them. Hey, we may take a quarterback Well, here. maybe a good trading partner for well, the Titans. But, but the Bears, really. The Bears have won. Uh, unless they really want Marvin Harrison Jr. that bad to draft here number one overall, because I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. Now you're looking at them fleecing another team for more picks for somebody like Atlanta who really wants to move up. So you get your option to set your franchise in whatever direction coming up here over the next few years, whether or not you want to go with Drake May or Caleb Williams from USC or whomever else, you know, the, the kid from LSU, whatever, whatever you want to do. At least at number one, you get your full option versus at number seven or number eight, you're being dictated to exactly what you're going to do by the other teams ahead of you. Um, we're going to get into something coming up here, uh, our, our McFarland six-pack of picks. And I'm not sure where you were going here, Darren, but I, I, I want to I mention something here. Go ahead. NBC Sports and a bunch of other media uh, companies are, uh, it's being widely reported that the Titans are going to interview Dave Shaw. Mm-hmm the former Stanford uh, head coach, uh, who had great success uh, with Stanford. I think he was, was 94 and 56 or something. He was the hottest name in college football. Absolutely. And nobody could prime away from Stanford. I was shocked, and I didn't remember how young he He's 51, yeah. which means he stopped coaching at 49 when he stopped coaching a couple he of years ago. He took over for Harbaugh. Yeah, it's he seemed older than that in my mind, no, I, and I don't know why. I don't that. know why that is, but he did. He seemed older than that in my mind. I, I, I wanted to. I wanted to point this out, and I just want to bring up this observation about this particular coaching search for the Titans. Officially or unofficially, the Titans have now interviewed or going to interview at least ten candidates. Five out of the ten candidates are African American. Well, there's more than 10, right? Right. Now, they've interviewed eight. They've interviewed eight, so and there's two if, others. If, if, if you believe this other stuff, David Shaw. 11, that means at least ben, 11. Ben Johnson. Yeah. Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn. Those are that's three more. That's three so right that's there. 11. That's 11. So that's five out of 11, then. Are we missing anybody else? That, uh, I'm trying no, to think the well, other team's still playing. I may have miscounted. Um, so, no, I think, okay. I think you got them. So that would be 11, then. Yep. Five out of the 11 candidates are going to be African-American. When they interviewed for general manager, they interviewed seven people. Mm-hmm. Five out of the seven people they interviewed were African-American, and they hired an African-American uh, general manager. Um, I will say historically, for a National Football League team 
And I haven't done the count yet. I want to. And I wanted to actually do it before I brought this up, but I'm, I'm jumping my own gun a little bit. I don't know if the other NFL teams are interviewing five African-American candidates. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Maybe I've missed it. I know a lot of them are interviewing the same people. I was going to say, this group, this group yeah. seems to be the Seems to be making the group. round. Yeah. I got you. But yeah. the Titans have seemed to added a couple of extra people that, you know, I don't think are on other people's radar. I don't know how many uh, interviews the OC of Carolina is getting this year. I don't know how many interviews the OC of the Philly, of uh, Philadelphia Eagles are getting. This year, they seem to be extra kind of add-ons here. And Chris Domino says something interesting, and I and it was interesting insight from this perspective. In that, since this is Amy Adams' third head coaching hire, and the first time, you know, the the first couple of go rounds, the GM, it's especially when it was hiring when it came to hire Mike Vrabel, John Robinson had Mike Vrabel ID'd from a long time ago that that he wanted him as the head coach. Of course. So the, the well, a lot he spent, of spent what twelve years with the Patriots. Yes, so a lot of that was probably formality. Like you know, it really probably wasn't much of a search. Oh no, it wasn't. It was one hundred percent formality. So it really wasn't a true search when she did that. I one. remember Mike Malarkey went on the Steelers podcast and said that. Well, well, I'm talking about Vrabel. He called out the Titans. Yeah. For- well, I'm talking about Vrabel. He's talking when Mike Malarkey was hiring him. When he was talking, about the situation he was speaking of is when he was getting hired. I'm talking about when John Robinson brought in Mike Vrabel because John Robinson didn't hire Malarkey. Malarkey was already here. So what okay. I'm talking about is when I thought he was talking about after him. No, he was talking about when he was brought in to be interviewed. They told him, "Hey, we're going to interview." Ray Horton, but we're only doing that because of the Rooney rule. Don't worry about it. The okay. job is yours. That's what he was saying on that podcast. He was talking about himself. Okay. So he was not talking about another situation. I said all that to say this. If she is truly, if Amy Adams is truly kicking the tires of these other names around to hear outside perspectives of her organization um, and truly doing her first real search because she didn't really get to do one because the general manager kind of already had his mind made up, then I think there's some validity to that. I think that can be a good thing. Um, You know, and not just her, but the other family members from the Adams family, who I assume, I hope, are sitting in on some of these interviews. Kenneth Adams, who we believe, according to our friend um, down in Houston, uh, John McClain, he's already said that he believes it's going to be Kenneth who takes over this football team at some point, who's been with the franchise in that front office now for a couple of decades. I hope he's sitting in. I would imagine he's sitting in on these interviews. I would hope it's good for him to hear all these different kinds of ideas about the outside of the organization so they can conduct a real search so they can get a full idea. If this, if, I wonder, I wonder, truly, if what they're doing here with with interviewing the minority candidates, because you only have to interview one or two to fulfill the Rooney rule, and they're interviewing way more than that. And that was one, isn't it? I think it's one. It may be. It may be one or two, or it could be two for front office. And they they've got different variations there. But this is this seems to be a lot above compared and to above and beyond <laughs> what a normal NFL franchise does. And I don't know the reason behind that. I would gesture to say there is a yes, reason, or maybe there isn't a reason. Maybe this is. I don't know if this is intentional. Or if this is just, you know, we really want to cast a white net. I'm listen, 
I've, I've been thinking about this, as you know, Darren, a really long time. And I really don't have a solid answer. I've got theories that I don't know if I'm comfortable going all the way out there with the theories on the air because I really don't want to do all that. But now that we are bringing out names, these are these are facts now that are starting to happen. We've got records of them interviewing certain people for certain jobs and, and records of other teams not interviewing certain people for certain jobs. And I'm just, I would love to get some insight as to exactly why that is or if this is intentional or what the thinking behind all of this is. And, it, and it's a much deeper issue by le- and it will take us weeks to flush it out, but I wanted to put it on the table for our listeners so they can think about it a little bit. So when they do make a hire, I just wonder where we're going here. I don't want to poo-poo what you just said because I'm not. I'm not trying to move on from it. Just a couple of thoughts real quick. Sure. There's a couple. I've had my own thoughts. How does Aaron Glenn become a favorite for a lot of people when he hasn't even interviewed? It's a great question. How is that possible? How do you link the Titans and Aaron Glenn and he hasn't even interviewed? How, How does that report come out? That's a thought I have. The other thing is, I don't know if you've seen this. There's been a couple, I'm trying to think, The Athletic did one. I think it was Mike Sando, and there was one other. I don't remember the other one, but they've been kind of ranking ownership of the openings. Okay. I don't know if okay. you've seen this. Or no, not. I have not. I have not I seen know that. This is not going to surprise you. But the Titans were at or near the bottom in both of those. I think one of them, I don't think it was The Athletic one. I think The Athletic one had them Second to last, David Tepper last. Carolina's last. David Tepper, obviously, you just know well, is going to get. But the other one, had them, he's not throwing drinks at fans. Had no. them beneath David Tepper. They got a. They they are again back in. They've got an image problem with ownership. I thought we kind of we'd started moving past that. I thought we were going the other direction because me and you have been through yeah. that stigma <laughs> and that label out there for a long time. Like, this is not great ownership here. And all of a sudden, I'm going, are we going back to that again? Are we Are we back to the yeah, Titans? They got bad ownership. Like, you don't want to go there. It's bad ownership. It does, I don't know what they're doing. It's bad ownership. You don't want to go there. It's like, are we doing I, I'm, that again? I'm not are we, ready to are go we there back yet. there I mean, again? I'm not ready to go there well, yet. Well, I'm just telling you. The, no, by I the way, those, those polls, I think, I have to go back and look at. I wonder what the criteria is. I think but, they are talking to people around the league. It's not like Mike Sando going, this is my opinion. It's like, hey, I'm polling all these people around the league, and here's my final tallies. Oh, the Titans are, you know, second to last, or they're last. And it's like, oh, we're, we're back to that again? Uh, we're going uh, back there again? And I think all that's debatable. I, I think their franchise is in worse shape than this one. And, but, you know, but, but I, I, understand, I understand your point. I just wonder. That's all. All right, we'll come back. 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show here on this Friday, Nashville Sports Radio. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts. From the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, coworkers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at Strike and Spare. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. It's been a fast-moving Friday show here on The McFarland Show. We're live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Also, can be watched on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You can call into the show at 615-844-5600, like Dr. Detroit has done. Dee, Dee what's up? Man, uh, so much to talk about. I'm sorry I waited for the very last day of the week, but, man, I might be Dr. Detroit in a make-believe life, but not during, I don't want Nashville feeling like Detroit. I'm tired of this snow and cold weather. Well, on the hopefully next week that's going to change. I think it's supposed to get in the 60s. Yeah, wait till Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you'll be back in Nashville. I can break out the, t- the topper, t- uh, topper tone? You can uh, bring out the uh, Lions tank top. 
Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, watched uh, Good Morning Football earlier this morning. Uh, Jason, Peter, Cal, and Jamie, uh, they all picked the Lions, but they said this is, out of all the games, this is one that could be a upset in the makings. But they just feel like uh, – oh, by the way, guys, I'll make it brief. I, I went by Burger King this afternoon just grabbed a sandwich. I was starving, and a lady saw my car, and, you know, I was down to Detroit and said, man, the city up there is just buzzing. It's like on a high like no other. And if you remember the greatest feeling going into Stanley Cup championships when we played the Pesky Penguins, I, that vibe in Nashville that whole week, guys, was just amazing. I mean, it was just the best feeling. Just well, it's most, really what's feeling. different about this, D.D., is this is not about a Detroit thing. This is about an America thing. Like no, I think, no, no, no. I, I think they have yeah. become America's kind of team. like America's team yeah. in this run. I already pointed out earlier in the week on our show that they had the high. That was the highest rated game, the Lions Rams game. That was the really? highest rated game last weekend. It was. It was massive. I'm telling wow, you, I think the country is rooting for the Lions. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been too long, guys. I mean, it really has. Um, yeah, uh, it's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I've got good vibes. I think, I mean, our defense was horrible in the first three quarters and finally got together. But, hey, I want to tip my head off to Matthew Stafford. Man, the guy's still got it, man. He's got an arm like a cannon. And, sure does. And got, he, he really does. And he, is I, a, I, I, he is a competitor and a warrior. They beat Detroit beat him up. Yeah, they beat, yeah. And I saw one of us step on his neck, and I'm like, okay, there's no need for that, guys. Come on, I uh, – you know, let's not get a bad blackout Detroit look like the bad boys of the Pistons. Let's be a competitive shining star for the Detroit Lions and have good star running backs and wide receivers like Williams and St. Brown and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be tight, but I feel like the Detroit Lions will get accomplished. Y'all's thoughts on that? Well, I, I am rooting for them. We're going to make our picks before we get out of here, and you mm-hmm. enjoy, soak up this weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you next week when you are in celebratory mood for NFC Championship game. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Thank Go you, Doc. Again. All right, Dr. Detroit. Good stuff. I, I think it's it's going to be um, – I, I do I do believe that. I, th- I believe they are, they are kind of America's team right now. Yes, um, I would agree. Let's sneak in, Tony, before uh, we need to take our final break. Tony, yeah. what's up? Good afternoon, guys, and I want to echo Dr. Detroit. Is I'm pulling for the Lions. You know, there's two teams in the Final Eight that hadn't been to the Super Bowl. We know the Texans are not going to get there, but I sure do hope the Lions get there, and I'm pulling for the Lions. All right. Um, guys, four weeks from today, mentally, put this in your mind, in your body, four weeks from today is the first pitch of college baseball, Hawkins Field. All right. So, and hopefully it'll be a little warmer than what today is, and hopefully it'll be uh, a good day to be out there. Uh, yesterday y'all had a caller late to call in, and in reference talking about some of the, the tractors and people leaving uh, Stackhouse's program and why they went somewhere. Uh, you know, one player is at Belmont that left and got tired of this stuff. He hadn't graduated, and there was a the other players that Studi that had quit was a one or two year starter, and he went to South Carolina. 
he quit for a reason. And if any anybody's gotten on any Vanderbilt social media and seen uh, what is being said about Stackhouse still being here, if he's still here, and if you're still supporting this guy, what he's done, we've all talked about it already on this show. It's a dumpster fire over there. It's out of control. He needs to go. And if anybody's still supporting what's going on over there in the three or four years he's been here, I don't think you're really in touch with Vanderbilt Athletics, and I don't think you're really in touch with what is going on. All you have to do is turn on social media and listen to the fans. Look at the empty seats in the building. You know that what's going on, that people are really tired of what's going on and why players have left the program. Uh, I mean, it's just it's yep. time and time again, and it's just unbelievable how – we uh, we've lost memorial magic it's go and it's going to take uh, several years to try to recapture it and uh i just think a lot of people are feeling the same way that i'm feeling i'm with you tony and not always seeing the glass half full we uh, many people are seeing it right now half empty and the sand is running fast so. no doubt all hey, right guys thank you have a great weekend have a safe weekend you too thank you tony um i put out on on Twitter when they were getting after they got beat up by Auburn that this is going to be seven years in a row they haven't been to NCAA tournament. I'm going to make this really quick because we got to come back and make our picks. We got to go. Uh, it's going to be seven years they've been in the NCAA tournament. It's going to be ten out of the last twelve years that they haven't been in March Madness. That's just unacceptable at Vanderbilt. Long time. That's just it's insane. Sixty eight teams getting ten out of twelve years you haven't made to the NCAA tournament <laughs> seven years in a row. I'll say this quickly. I think Jerry Stackhouse can coach, but whatever's whatever he's been doing, it's just not working. That, that's all I can say. And I know we don't have time for me to go. Yeah, it's yeah. just not working. Okay, that it doesn't matter. He can coach. I think he can coach. I really do believe that. I just what there's a lot more components to go with just being. You have to deal with a lot of things, as we know. I don't know if it's, it's the right not fit. Working. I don't know if it's the right fit. Right. It's just I just don't think it's, uh, yeah. it's not working. That's what I've been. That's saying. That's what we know. So. Five years, it's not working. So. All right, we'll come back and we'll put a bow on this week. We'll do the next. And now, the fine folks at The Fence Man are on the air reminding motorists to slow down on our roads, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. It can wait. This message is courtesy of The Fence Man, your local fence builder for over 35 years. Call Johnny today for all your fencing needs at 615-498-0492. 615-498-0492. The Fence Man. The professionals who care. We all make resolutions this time of year. And let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. 
Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at navage.com. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, Competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I don't believe Vrabel wants to be a part of this. And so I think Amy Adams Strunk decided, well, it's time to move on. I, you know, that was a gangster-like move to say, all right, you know what? I don't want to I don't want to employ somebody that doesn't want to be here. Goodbye. If they have another season like they did this mm-hmm. year, he's gone he's anyway. He's gone anyway. No, wherever he goes now, he's got four to five years. Yes. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, streaming live on the WNSR app and on WNSR.com. All right, last week. All right. Another dud week for me. Two and four. You went three and three. Okay. My two winners were the Chiefs and the Rams. Yeah. Your three winners were the Chiefs, Packers, and the Rams. So you are 61 and 47 on the year against the spread. Yeah. I'm 48 and 60. Okay. All right. Here we go. What we got? Texans at the Ravens. Ravens (sighs) by nine and a half. All right. Um,. Give me the Ravens. Give me the Ravens to win with a wave of emotion. But give me the Ravens. I'll take the Texans and the points. Okay, fair enough. Gary Stein waffled a little bit on the on the line, so that told me he wasn't emphatic about it, but he ended up saying yeah. they would cover. Packers at the 49ers. 49ers also by 9.5. 49ers all day. Okay, I'm taking the Packers. Okay, fair enough. I'm taking the points. By the way, those two teams have been sitting. That is not favored in a lot of cases, the sitting the extra week. They've come out a little slug. They have, a little flat. Uh, Lions at home against the Bucks. Lions favored by six and a half. Oh, the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Of course, you're taking the Bucks. Yeah, give me the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks cannot run the football. The Lions are one of the best teams in the league against the run. So, the Tampa, all the Lions have to do is just say, okay, fine. You're not going to run on us at all. So we're just going to try to slow you down with the pass. Give me the Lions. Okay. Uh, Chiefs at the Bills. Bills by two and a half. Chiefs. 
Chiefs. Chiefs. I got the Chiefs, too. Uh, I'll tell you why I don't. I would have taken the Bills. I don't love all the injuries right now. They have a lot of injuries. They've already ruled some of these guys out, and some of these guys are just doubtful. Or, or I'm sorry, questionable and doubtful. I, I don't know how many of them are going to miss. They yeah. got a lot of injuries. They got banged up in that win yeah. against the Steelers. All right, yeah. who throws for more yards? Jordan, Jordan, Jordan uh, love. love or Brock Purdy? Uh, Jordan Love. I'm going Brock Purdy. Okay. More passing yards, okay? And more rushing yards, James Cook or Isaiah Pacheco? Oh, wow. Um, Pacheco. I took Pacheco as well. Hmm. I may regret that, but <laughs> Pacheco. A lot of differences. <laughs> yeah, there is. That's, a lot that's, that's, a, that's a curveball there. Which probably uh, bodes well for you. That's a curveball. My picks have stunk. Have a safe weekend. Stay warm. I want you back with us Monday at 2 o'clock. Of course, Bill Keen will get things started at 6. Greg and John, 9 to 11. And then us at 2. We'll see you then. Nationwide on CBS Sports Radio, this is the Zach Gelb Show. Here's your host, Zach Gelb. Rocking and rolling. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Divisional round style, football Friday. Eight teams remain after this weekend. We'll be down to four Texans and Ravens, Packers and 49ers, Bucks and Lions, Chiefs and Bills. We'll make our picks coming up.